welcome back to another episode of Love Is Out There, a 90 Day Fiance podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Alan. And we're recapping the finale. Finally. Uh, uh, is right. Did you know this started in June? <laughs> it's been 22 episodes. It feels like it started in June 2019. Yeah, but I mean, they had a huge break, but... June? That's crazy. I wasn't even so sure that it's over, but I'm really glad that it is. Well, they kept fighting for episodes. That's why it was called Never Stop Fighting. The title kind of reminded me of Don't Stop Believing in 90 Day Fiance Love. Fresh off Thanksgiving, this episode started off with a lot of butchery of meat. It looked like they were getting ready to prepare their own festive meal. In India? I didn't know where we were, but there was like a lamb here, a chicken heart there. I was just ready to see that sweat. All the sweat. Sweat. Wet. Got me riding like a turbo jet. We open up back in India, so you were right, where Sumit is still smack dab in the middle of that meltdown. Yeah, he is bending the knee to his mother. Sumit gave Jenny some credit for helping keep him there alive. This guy needs some serious help. Good for her for doing a good deed. Yeah, because he was dying voluntarily is what he said okay he had no support from his parents and he was dying and dying everyone's dying jesus jesus that scene was so hard to watch when they were interviewing jenny and you could hear the fighting going on in the other room like that was happening simultaneously after she walked out eventually she comes back to the room i thought she kind of stormed off at the end of last episode like i'm going back to the usa i'm not doing this anymore Well, that's a good teaser, isn't it? Goodbye, I'm leaving. But we know Jenny. It's been, what, 10 years or whatever? She's been to India how many times? She's dying in India. She will be the oldest lady there, and she will die there. Sumit's mother is all about the shame. She kept on saying, like, shame, shame. It reminded me of the Game of Thrones, you know, where Cersei has to do that shame, and the people are ringing the bell. Shame. Shame. Sumi was bending the knee, and, and his mother was shame. Did we know that Sumit's mom and Jenny were BFF when she originally came to stay with them? They mentioned it a couple times. She's acting like they didn't know each other, but they did. She stayed with them. They were friends. I think that she wanted to be her friend because they were the same age-ish. She felt okay about treating her elders with respect, unless they're banging her kid. I don't know. What did the mother think, though, that she was there to teach Sumit some life skills? I definitely don't think she thought they were banging. Jenny admits to not loving who her daughter married. Ooh, she, was she anti-gay? What was this? What was this? I don't know if that's what exactly what she was going for, but she said eventually, I came around. But then the dad accused Jenny of using that as revenge to marry Sumit, like some sick, twisted, pay-it-forward thing. You know, somebody ruined your child's life, so you're going to have to ruin somebody else's. Sebateur. That is very strange to say. I don't know. I was in shock when she was like, I didn't agree with who my daughter was with. What? Yeah, that was kind of weird. I was like, is it because she's a woman? All right, I need some Armando and Bob Harper up in here just to show Jenny. Oh my God, you're so PC, Julia. (laughs) Sumit's mom plays her final card. I will commit suicide right here if you marry her. Wow. This family was really throwing the S word around like they were going to just add curry to a stew or something. Do you think she would throw herself onto a funeral pyre? Is that what it is? Where they walk into fire? Is that another Game of Thrones thing? No, it's an Indian, like a ritual Indian thing. Are you talking about walking across hot coals? 
No, it's like when the husband dies, the woman goes and kills herself. Aww. This is like a, you never heard of this? No. I learned about it in comparative religions, like a old Hindi tradition. I don't think it's, they don't do this anymore. It's ridiculous. She is just as dramatic and no wonder Sumi throws her on suicide. His mom does it too. And you could see from her side eye, she was like, got him. I had to say what I got to say and it worked. Jenny's reaction to the mom saying that was pretty appropriate. In a very normal tone, she just said, that's really sad. That's a horrible thing to say. I'm kind of thinking, despite Jenny getting catfished and falling for Submit, she may be one of the more normal people on this show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who would voluntarily move to India for someone half their age. Sure. But at personality traits and whatnot, it just seems like she's a genuine person and looking for good things. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have malice. Unlike half of the other people on these shows, Sumit offers up a 50-50 with his parents. I'm not even sure what that means. He doesn't marry her, but he stays with her. That's the 50-50. Okay, like that matters? It doesn't matter. This is so unnecessary. You should have just got married and see what happens. Still in the first act, we head over to Jordan, where Brittany and Yazan were having lunch to discuss their meeting with Obaida. Welcome back, Adam the Translator. I love this guy. He is a recurring character, this translator. I love him. I just think he's a really cool guy and he does a great job. I'm hoping they have him as the regular translator guy. I judge him, though. He is always wearing a sweatshirt. Why? It's hot. Low iron, Julia. Okay. (laughs) Yazan doesn't want Brittany to worry about all that stuff. It's cool, boo. I got this. But seriously, are they going to kill you, dude? Don't worry. Don't worry. It's okay. Don't worry about death. Just listen to your heart. Word on the town is people have been seeing Brittany and Yazan, and they think that they're banging, which means that they probably got married. So the family is more worried that they got married, not her career as a so-called porn actress. I think they care about that too. I was disappointed that they didn't give her reaction to that. The way they worded that was more about, can you believe that he's doing this and he's married to her? Like nothing else really was the first priority in that conversation. That's how it was worded at least. I wanted her to be like, I've never done porn in my life, but we don't know that. She could be all about that porn. We don't know. They don't address it. I saw a video the other day where people were calling her out on a live TikTok or something where she was on camera and then she goes slightly off camera and you just see her hand go up with a little (laughs) and then she gets back on camera and it's just doing the like, cocaine thing in her nose and people it's it's weird because i can't tell if she was trying to put out there that that's what she does or if she legit was doing a little bump out of camera but it was very very obvious well do you know who did sort of do porn but like accidentally but not really who well this was a couple seasons ago done it then and fernanda she was giving him kisses in the nether region and posted it on Instagram stories. How do I get said video? It's of him. It's not of her. His schwanz. All right. So I teased you the other day that I heard some kind of gossipy news and whatnot. It's not confirmed. Somebody who's not on this season but did do 90 Day Fiance has one started, it's a female, started an OnlyFans account. You know what that is, right? It's kind of like a Facebook porny thing. She hasn't quite decided if it's going to be raunchy or just kind of sexual. You know, like OnlyFans can be just wearing lingerie and saying sexy messages. She also 
will follow you on social media for $300. So $300 to follow you and then OnlyFans, which is, I don't know, like 20 bucks. I don't really use it. Porn's free. Any guesses? I don't know. Was it that Jasmine with the, the Finland? No, she was boring. Is she very popular? Sure. It's not Darcy. No. She would definitely do it OnlyFans. Definitely. I don't know. Tell me. Lib. Libby? Lib. Elizabeth. Lib. Oh. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to see that. They were in happily ever after. Yeah. Again, this is all hearsay type of thing. But I saw it and I was like, oh, interesting. Maybe I'll join OnlyFans. No, you won't. No chance. Finishing up with this scene, Yazan is willing to face death and be disowned, all for Brittany, as long as it's coming from her heart. Yeah, this is dumb. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna not let you die. How's that? Thanks. After commercial, we have some Tex-Mex music taking us into Mexico, where Armando has just received a letter from Human Rights. But first, COVID talk. Finally. Why is India the only country so far? Literally. I think this is just editing type of thing. There's no way this stuff is sequential. You know, they filmed it in different timelines, and they're not doing a good job with actual chronological order. Not at all. But whatever. They get this letter about human rights. And do you know what Bob Harper's reaction was? He cried, probably. I don't remember what. No. He said, shut up. (laughs) No, you shut up. You shut up. (laughs) I didn't remember that. I thought it was really cute that Armando took a Sharpie and drew a little coronavirus bug on his daughter's hand. And he said, you have to wash this off. And as the day goes on, that's kind of how you know you're washing your hands, you know, the best way possible. As somebody who has Sharpied plenty of people back in his college days, it is going to take a long time for a little Hannah Banana to get that Sharpie off her hand. Were you writing X's on people's hands? No, but you know the rules in college life, specifically in fraternity. If somebody, f- oh, you don't know this? I have no idea. I'm just thinking, I thought you were just like at a bar and like marking them if they can't drink or not. What? You know, they do X's if you're <laughs> underage. <laughs> yeah, right. You think I was a bouncer at a bar? All five, nine of me? I don't know. All right. Rule of thumb is people are going to have parties. People are going to have fun. If you pass out, fall asleep, very different. Passing out is you're sitting there in a chair, your shoes are on, you're doing your thing. and uh, did, you, did you draw a penis on someone's face? I can neither confirm nor deny how many penises I've drawn on people's faces. But the way it works is if you are like, oh, geez, I'm, not, I'm falling asleep, you take your shoes off. That is essentially how you let people know I am not so drunk out of my mind that I just fell asleep like a jerk. I actually consciously realized this was going to happen. So shoes on, you are getting all the cock and balls on your face everywhere. Shoes off, it's generally the rule of thumb that you're not supposed to mess with somebody. But of course, there were people that didn't like each other, so it didn't matter. If they passed out that bed, you got it hardcore. Can you count the number of times your best friend had penises on his face? I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure they did that a little bit to him, but he was somebody that you loved. You wouldn't want to mess with him too much, you know? He's a narcoleptic person. He was maybe a little bit of a bedwetter too. For him, it was more like, you know, when you would do this to somebody, this it was more like you didn't like the person. You didn't like a lot of people is what you're saying. I was usually never the first person But it's more or less, do you feel bad for that person? And if you do, you're like, all right, everybody just leave them alone. But if it's somebody that, like, if it was ever me, I would fully expect to wake up with, like, balls on my face. Have you? 
I don't think so. I'm very sensitive. And you know me, I can't just like fall asleep sitting in a chair. I don't think that ever really happened. The best was ever one time somebody who you've met, I won't name names, not that close with, fell asleep and was so drunk. And I played hangman with him. And he was in that state of like, what are you doing? Could you stop doing this, please? And I did his last name and I was calling him by his last name. Let's just call him Smith for the sake of it. I was like, come on, Smith, like guess a letter. He's like, Q. And I was like, no, there's no Q. Guess a, guess a vowel. He goes, A. And I was like, no, there's no A's. Q. <laughs> he couldn't get it. It was his last name. I then threw him in the back of my car, drove him home, and then had another friend drag him into the elevator. Ray Rice style back to his bed. That's how I got him home safely. But it was fun playing hangman for a little bit. Anyways, 98 Fiance, there's masks, there's Zoom calls, there's home cooking projects. I thought all of this was super cute. Back to the letter. That computer screen was obnoxiously large. And the mouse that they had to use it was really far away. I think that was more of a TV I think that was a, t- a TV and then they like connected it, like hooked it up to be a computer sometimes. You think that Bob Harper's eyesight is that bad that they had to Chromecast something for him? They, they both have glasses, Alan. It's, it's going to be rough for them. When they kiss, is that like when two people have braces and the braces kind of go together? When they're, their glasses all get involved? They, I'm or? sure they do. Armando admits that he's been super pesky, calling so much that they told him to stop calling. And now they're approved. You know the phrase, the squeaky wheel gets the grease? Do you think in this circumstance, it should be the squeaky wheel gets the lube? The squeaky armadillo gets to get married. How does little Hannah feel about this? Estoy feliz. She gets to be the flower girl, which I had to kind of sit and think. I know that's every little girl's dream, but in theory, you don't ever want to be a flower girl, right? Because it means that something didn't go right in a marriage or something, right? No, no. Like, my nieces want to be my flower girl. That doesn't mean anything went wrong. I get it, but too many times I have seen flower girls, and it's usually because their parents got a divorce or somebody died or something to that. Like Drusilla. I'm just saying. She's too young to really fully want to be a flower girl, but I'm just saying. I get, like, wanting to be a princess or I want to be a unicorn. Every little girl wants to do that. Yeah. I was a flower girl when I was little to somebody I didn't even know. I couldn't tell you who I was a flower girl for. My mom just put an outfit on me and said, you're the flower girl. And I said, cool, that's great. Did you hear Kenny finally learned some Spanish? Now she has two daddies, dos papas. Or is that just pillow talk for him? Or do you think he meant papas fritas? Well, that's, that's the irony of that because, you know, we post a lot of these jokes and memes online and I posted this on, on Facebook and somebody responded. I didn't even pick up on this. When he said dos papas, that doesn't mean two fathers. That means two potatoes. It's <laughs> dos padres. Padres, yeah. Yeah, he didn't say that. He said Dos Papas. Padres are also a baseball team. I know, but it's for (laughs) the father like of a ministry type of thing. My point is, he's trying to learn some Spanish and he's still messed up. But they subtitled it incorrectly. Two potatoes. Over to Ethiopia for another whiteout party. Ariella and Bibby are definitely in costume garb going somewhere. It's called the Celebration of Tim Cat. 
which sounds like some bad combination of two people who are getting married. Like my buddy Tim is marrying, you know, somebody named Katarina. And it's like, hey, it's Tim Cat. Did this remind you of Oktoberfest when you went? No, nothing like it. It reminded me more of like Mardi Gras kind of, just the way that people were so thirsty for like attention and beads and water and- Like a wet t-shirt contest. Tim Cat is where Orthodox people celebrate the baptism of JC. But then it started sounding a lot like a fraternity hazing event where the guys throw lemons at the girls if they like them? This is weird. I think there's a reason why you didn't see any foreigners there. This is all Ethiopian only. Bibi likes Ari so much, he's willing to throw a watermelon at her. Does that mean bigger fruits mean more love, or is he just trying to put us all out of our misery? I don't know. Did you see that episode of The Office when they threw a watermelon off the roof? Well, they use that as a test (laughs) for jumping, and the watermelon hits the trampoline, bounces, and then explodes everywhere, right? It hit a car, I think. Yeah, it hit a car. Probably Dwight's, I guess. I think it was Kevin's. What if some of the schmutz from the food gets on the people's clothes? I mean, they're all in like their best Sunday whites. I don't know. And no one was drinking Corona. So like, it's not like it would help. Or a shandy. In the van, Bibby is super fidgety because he's going to propose, he says. She picked up on it. She's like, are you okay? Like, you're being really fidgety. We get to Tim Cat, and it looked like Ethiopian Burning Man. I mean, there were so many people there, not to mention how loud it was. They needed some of those little baby headphones like they have at the Super Bowl for baby Simba. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So he doesn't blow his eardrums of course. out? Yeah, I've seen people at football games wear that. Little babies. He was a month old. There's no reason for a month-year-old to be there. But, Ariel you know, we have, know. To, we have to ward off the evil spirits with the holy water that comes from a, uh, what is it, from the ground? I don't know. How do they bless gallons and gallons of water? Well, I think the person who's up there has the hose and he's just going like, bless you, 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 bless you. Or do you think they all ordered water instead of alcohol like a Coyote Ugly? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Ari did the smart thing and bailed, but Bibby got really upset. He's like, well, you have to have the holy water and the evil spirits. And while I do find Ari quite evil, this whole thing reminded me way more of a wet t-shirt contest than a religious ceremony. It's also super hot in Ethiopia, no shade and people bumping up against you. Pass. The way people were going nuts, it looked more like a Black Friday sale gone wrong. Or like a mosh pit. No. I kind of wish Ari was carrying baby Simba on her back because you saw that she had that little sling thing and then she would end up leaning over and the completion to looking like the hunchback of Notre Dame would finally be complete. Oh my God. The day takes a turn for the worse. Bibby was supposed to propose at the beginning of this day and now he is mad at her. Maybe this is a sign that they're not meant to be, which is okay too. It's wedding day in Korea, even though they're already married on paper. I don't see the point of this. This, I mean, this like drive-through wedding situation, like I think it's stupid. 45 minutes, this is dumb. Jihoon was feeling pretty good. I wonder how his anal is doing. Did he ever get that bidet he wanted so much? I don't think so. The hairstylist asked Devon if she speaks Korean. I definitely would have learned, you know, take a little off the top here. I mean, something when you're going to a barbershop, right? No, they're not cutting her hair. They're just styling it. Devin says she didn't go to sleep until 3 a.m. So she's not so chipper on her wedding day. I honestly couldn't tell. She always has bags under her eyes and her face is always kind of Miz. Always. Jihoon, why don't you clean? Whatever. Do you think Jihoon was making fun of her dad by saying he looked like Brad Pitt? Or did he actually look like Brad Pitt? 
I think he was trying to butter him up. Julia, I thought the mothers were really cute getting all dolled up together. The men getting all dolled up was kind of weird. When the world's greatest papa got his eyebrows done for the first time, I I was cringing a little bit. This is very Korean, though. They like makeup. And I mean, have you seen any of the BTS guys? They put on more makeup than women. Julia, if BTS walked into my apartment right now and started singing a song with name tags that said Brad, Tom, and Scott for BTS, I wouldn't know who these people are at all. No, you would just say Jihoon, get out of my house. In this scene, Jihoon was big pimping. My man looked good. Uh, sure. I was waiting for the big reveal or to see if Devin truly holds up to the saying, there's no such thing as an ugly bride. When I finally saw her, she wasn't ugly, but what happened to the back of her hair? She had this whole gray thing like Rogue from X-Men going on. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just kept thinking she looked like Elvira. That's actually pretty good. I was sitting there watching her in her wedding dress. And then when they cut to her doing the interviews where she's wearing the red shirt, I thought she looked better in the red shirt. Wedding dress Barbie just doesn't do it for me. So I actually noticed in the interview, she had a lot more work done than in the actual scene. I think she got veneers. I think she got a nose job. She's definitely got Botox. She's, it looks different. Like her teeth, definitely. This whole wedding factory thing with the MC and the runway was really weird. Like, just go to a courthouse or something. I don't find it romantic. So Jihoon walks out and everyone applauds. Applauses? Like, do they even know half those people? They look like they were hired actors. I wrote that. Were all those people there for them? Or do you think they're just people that get hired for all the weddings? Or do you think those are people that like came early for the wedding after them or people that stayed late from the one before? I mean, there has to be a ton of wedding crashers at these things. Yeah, but it's not like they're giving them food. So what's the point? There's no food. There's no drink. It's just, it's like going to a church mass or whatever sitting down and then leaving. It's not a party. I thought the cringiest thing was the dance, but. The MC says in Korean, bachelor no more, Jihoon Lee. Like that's kind of how they pronounce them man and wife. Bachelor no more. That's how I said it. And and then they bow at each other. I was like, I was uncomfortable. I was like, this is racist. And then I was like, oh, this is the actual country. So I guess it's not racist. I finally figured it out. When Devin smiled right before she walked down the aisle, I finally thought, she doesn't look so ugly. The issue is she never smiles. Never. I even, because I was so confused about her veneers. I went on her Instagram. She has zero pictures of her teeth. Zero. I think that's her big issue. Maybe she's just self-conscious about her teeth, which is why she never smiles, which is why she's always a grumpity grump grump. She needs a filter on top of that to make anything work. What filter should I use? Should I use Valencia? But first, let me take a selfie. Get out of here. She used that Lightroom. Now she can truly say that she loves Jihoon. It took a factory wedding to make that happen. No, 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 no. I'm sure she said I love you after the miscarriage. Miscarriages fix everything. And dancing with her dad was the best thing that could ever happen. How about the shade that Jihoon's parents threw at the Americans dancing? Yeah, they thought that was like the weirdest. It was like Ari at a baptism. It's like, what the hell is this? This is so weird. I guess this doesn't hold true, but when I was watching it, it kind of felt like Devin gave a farewell speech like her story is over. And I wrote down, is this the last we'll ever see of her? That's kind of how I felt at the time. Clearly, there's more of her. Yeah, I think- Happily ever after, you know? I think this is what the initial ending was supposed to be. But then- Dun, dun, dun. We're in Jordan. 
More Jordan, where Brittany and Yazan are back together to discuss the conversation about getting married. Yeah, they sit on the steps where the Joker did a little dance. I thought that. I didn't write that down, but I was. I thought they were going to do that. Brittany doesn't think Jordan is the best place for either one of them. Yeah, no kidding. I saw that one coming 22 episodes ago. Yeah, in the intro package. That guy wants to be an American. Come on. Brittany thinks Yazan coming to the U.S. is a better idea. Hold up. That's an option? I didn't think that was an option. I thought that they had thought about this before, but apparently not. I thought he wasn't allowed or something or for whatever reason. Yeah, I thought there was a, a travel ban, like a country ban. Like, obviously Syrians can't. I mean, A passport thing, absolutely. It's right next door. I know Israeli people can, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I just assume Trump doesn't want anyone from that part of the world coming over. The fact that this has been on the table the whole time was mind-boggling for me. And then when she brings it up, he's against it. 15 seconds later, he's in. He just needs a visa. She recommends a K-1 visa. No, 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 no. Please, your God, please, your God, no more Britney. Are you kidding? I am ready for them to be on the normal season. That sounds fantastic. Can you imagine two episodes in, we get some Britney Yazan in America? Yes. She wants to go back to America to think about it, but he got very worried that she's going to go back and then change her mind. You know what, my man? That's okay if that happens. If you're so paranoid that your wife, girlfriend is going to cheat on you on the way to the supermarket, break up with them. If he thinks she's going to go back to her country and then fall out of love, she probably didn't love you that much to start with, brah. I know. This reminds me of that guy, Jay, where he goes to the barbershop and actually does sleep with somebody else. Ooh, I saw an update about them too. Really? She has taken him back like three more times, but now he cheated on her again, and this time she's done. Okay. Yeah, right. So dumb. So dumb. More India for the same damn conversation. Enough already. Yeah. I mean, his parents are savage, and they're just going to continue to be savage. You know what was savage? The bad curry that Sumit's father ate. He looked like he was sitting there melting on that couch. Both those guys, that room must have smelled disgusting. So they were able to meet 50-50, and Sumit will not marry Jenny. I'll have to figure something else out. She'll get sponsored. Who is going to sponsor someone who's 70 and working? Wait, how old is she? 61? 61. What company in India is going to sponsor her? Sunny days sweeping the clouds. Oh, maybe she can get a job on Indian Sesame Street. Oh, so mad. Oh, huh. Sumit has decided to go mommy over Jenny. Maybe he has a mommy complex, right? Oh, yes. He definitely does. So, like you said, he wants to keep her there with a sponsor, which I don't hate that idea. Like, in theory, the whole marriage thing is just a piece of paper. Maybe it could work. I'm curious, do you think his parents, would they be okay with gay marriage? If Jenny was a man and younger, would they be okay with that? It matters more what the people in the town perceive. I think this would be kind of like being in America. If Sumit's parents lived in Arkansas or something, absolutely Mm -hmm. not. Gay marriage, it'd be like, oh my God, your child is a failure. It's this. If they lived in San Francisco, it would be fine. I I think that, yeah. But then they probably would be good with everything else too. Jenny is stuck on three strikes and you're out. And that's what she says. Yeah, this is obviously a joke, but whatever. After the commercial, Kenny and Armando are on cloud nine. So it's a surprise trip to celebrate their love with a picnic. 
This is my nightmare, Alan. Oh, this is my nightmare. No. Pop the bubbly, tears start flowing. Is this going to get x-rayed? All they need is a tent. Or a sleeping bag. Tent and a sleeping bag? No, just to go in the sleeping bag and just roll around for a little bit. I can't quit you. The conversation that Kenny and Armando had, it felt more like a narration for the camera. I don't know. Yeah, we've said it before. We'll say it again. This storyline, they're just in love and there's no problems. My only problem is they go horseback riding and I'm allergic. No, thank you. I thought that was so sweet. I want to do that. Okay, here was my problem with the horse riding. What did they do with their stuff? Because I thought they were on this little secluded private beach, but there were people you could see down in the distance. This is how my mind works. I don't know. I I wasn't even looking. It wasn't a secluded beach. They just found a spot they could shoot it for free. Come on. The music gets real dark. And we're at Seoul University with that cute little seal is perched by the bay waiting for some more drama to happen. Except when I looked up the mascot of Seoul University, it said that they're the tigers. Really? It was hard to get to. I had to do a couple searches. It was not the seals of Seoul. Gronal virus has finally hit South Korea. The closed captioning couldn't help a sister out. Did they really have to do it like that? What virus? Devon. Uh-huh. says she's sitting there being interviewed and she goes, Gronal virus has really taken over. Like with a G and in the closed captioning, they wrote Gronal, G-R. <laughs> Come on, they did her dirty. They did. She wasn't thinking. I didn't even realize that. I just wrote COVID exclamation point. Does Devon realize now she's stuck there no matter what? Her and her kids. And what was up with that portrait mode shot of Jihoon's interview? Did you see that where he was sitting on the bed with Drusilla and it was blurry in the background? That Like the whole thing? It reminded me of iPhone 12. I think it was iPhone 12. I mean, probably not iPhone 12. It hasn't come out yet, but 11 for sure. All the COVID shots are all iPhone shots. I didn't know that you could do video mode with that. I didn't either. Or maybe they have some weird Android that does that. Four months later. That is a huge jump in time. Huge. What happened? Obviously nothing. Jihoon has played video games for four months straight. He's been peeing into a cup. He has not moved from one spot. And Devin is not okay with it. I wrote down that Jihoon has turned into Pedro in his video games. (laughs) Oh my God, Julia, I would be going nuts with two little kids in that tiny two-bedroom apartment. More dark music. Is Drusilla going to kill the dog or something? Don't they do that there and eat it? Helen. I'm just saying, the way this music got darker and darker, I thought the dog was going to die. Like if Drusilla or Jang something happened, we'd know about that, obviously. I was getting very worried. All it meant was apparently Devin can come back to America. Is she patient zero? No, four months later. So let's think about it. April, May, June, just July. And I think you could only come back if you're an American citizen. I didn't know that we were taking people from Korea at that point. Korea, I think they got rid of it very quickly. They were like the poster child of coronavirus spread. Do you think Jihoon is going to miss her at all? Or do you think he's just going to watch all the porn? Well, and he's going to re-download all those pictures that he deleted before. This has to be it for this relationship. According to her Instagram, yeah, this is it. (laughs) This is done. I try not to 
follow the spoilers too much. I see different pictures. I also like to trick my brain into when I do see something online of in the future of things happening, I convince myself that it's maybe people just saying, oh, that's this person with somebody else who looks just like they're, I, I just try to ignore whatever it says. I don't There's myself. been a lot of talk about her and her new man and Jihoon and the fight fighting between all three. There was even speak about her ex-husband of Drusilla's father. It's just been out there. Like, even if I don't follow her, everywhere else posts it. So it's been very open, very vocal. She's been wanting all the exposure. She has her own YouTube channel now. Like, it's out there. But yeah, bye, Jihoon. I want you to get your own season. Back to Ethiopia. I'm so over this storyline. Well, he's got to propose, so we got we to gotta end it with the proposal. All right. Ariella is done with this day, but wants to try. But you can see that Bibby was pretty annoyed by her. That apparently, yeah. like, that was his tipping point. She nags. The irony of Ariella hating large crowds and the fact that they're about to go into the lockdown is kind of funny, right? Because the corona hasn't hit them yet. And, of course— Or maybe what- it has, and this, is, this wipes out Ethiopia. I'm just saying that looking at this on television and she's like, I don't want to be around all these people. It's like, guess what, baby girl? It is going to be the three (laughs) of you hanging out for the next year. So get ready, sweetheart. So as a family, they all go to his brother's place. Binion gets upset and he goes off on his own. Something tells Ariella that, you know, she should go find her man and be sweet and apologize and take that abuse. It's fine. Whatever. So she gives her baby to his sister? Uh-huh, was yeah, that his sister? It was an aunt, yeah. And so she went, goes to find him. I mean, it's hard to miss him because he's wearing a gigantic flag t-shirt. They Just all kidding. were dressed they the same. All, they were all dressed the same. I was like, how are they going to find? How is she going to find him? But then I thought, oh, wait, there's a camera crew with him. That shouldn't be that uh, difficult. Okay. All right. So she finds him and he's like, are you going to yell at me again? And then she decides to be sweet. So he's like, you know what? You're going to be sweet. You're going to get a prize. I put a quarter, win a car. Put a quarter, win a car. Put a quarter, win a car. All right, Nick Papa Giorgio. I just can't believe she roasted him before all that, where she said, it's not about you anymore. It's about the baby. Although it seems like that's all she ever wants is just to talk about the baby and protecting the baby. What about what he wants for the baby? He wants the baby to get soaked by a hose. Then he'll be saved from the evil spirits. They finally found each other, and he proposed with a lime? Because they said it was a lemon, but it looked like a lime. It was not ripe, and I just thought, oh my gosh, that belongs in a corona. The other thing was, okay, he put the ring in there. I hope she didn't have any open wounds. That would sting. (laughs) It would sterilize it, (laughs) if anything. Him making that whole big sign and the whole production, I hope she felt stupid. I hope she felt so bad for being such a biznatch all day, and then he did that. But I have questions about this proposal. One, where did the lime come from? Two, where was he hiding the ring all day? Three, are they making margaritas after this? Four, when are they going to learn how to hold a sign? Because if you saw the sign, it says, will you marry? And then you couldn't even see her name. And then they finished up by throwing lemons at each other. And I was just thinking, oh my God, between the ring and the lemon juice, I would be so grossed out at how sticky I am. After the commercial, it's more Adam the Interpreter. I'll say it again. I love this guy. Boss Brittany, Yazan, and Obida meet up to discuss the 90-day K-1 visa. But first, the brothers make out. Did you see that embrace that they did? They did lots of kisses. But it was not like one on the cheek, one on the other cheek. It wasn't back and forth, back and forth. It was like... 
Well, it looked like a hand clap. Like they had a planned out, like, all right, it's left, right, right, left, right, 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 left, right. I mean, it was so weird. It was down, down, baby. <laughs> Yo, street in a roller coaster. Brittany wants to know how Obida feels about losing his brother. Obida had some strong words about trusting Brittany. I noticed uh, Adam, the translator, didn't write that one out for Brittany. Obida was like, are you sure you can trust this girl? Brittany didn't get to see that. He didn't repeat that to her. I think Adam, the translator, is smarter than we think. He's like, I'm not going to start this trouble. Essentially, Brittany wants to ensure Yazan's safety. It kind of felt like a mob movie. Like, all right, I need to make sure that I can take him here. You guys aren't going to whack him, right? Everything's going to be good here, yeah? Yeah. Obida knows how to talk to his parents, but he's not going to tell them anything. Now it kind of reminded me of like a smash and grab where it's like, all right, we're going to sneak him out of the country and nobody will even know. So I got a little confused by this. So she's like, I want to bring him to America. Is Obida talking to his parents about their actual love and that she should be good with it so that she can come to Jordan? Or is he just going to stay there until he can actually go to the United States? I think it's, like I said, keep him safe for the next whatever, and then we're going to bring him to America. That's kind of how it felt like. Make sure he doesn't get killed, and then we'll go from there. Witness protection. Exactly. The next day, Jordan has shut down, but Brittany was able to get away. One jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. I steal only what I can't afford, and that's everything. Brittany was very worried about Yazan. Was it about him getting killed or was it about him getting COVID? I think it was more about getting killed. I, I feel like at this point, people didn't know what COVID was and they were like, this is some virus. I mean, at least I'd be more concerned with somebody chopping his head off. So they get to the airport and they're in a yellow taxi. I had a random thought. Who do you think the first people to make yellow taxis are? Because obviously yellow is so you can spot them, but it seems like everywhere you go in the world, taxis are yellow. That's not true. Hong Kong, they're all different colors. Never mind. But I figure it was like, you know, Roger Rabbit started that. No? In some sick way, I think Brittany likes knowing Yazan is going to have to give something up or to give up everything to be with her. Kind of like she's going to have control over him. I mean, girls in general kind of like that feeling. I think she, in her mind, she just thinks she's a savior. She never even told him she was married. Remember? Uh, like, she was married like five seconds ago. She never even mentioned that. We never saw his blow up. He didn't even know. Yeah, that feels like something from The Bachelor. Yeah, but now it's a life and death situation. So I feel like she would marry him just so that he doesn't die. Looks like we're finishing up in India. One week after the parents' conversation. Thank God. That scene could have had its own spinoff show. It was so long. Didn't it stretch over like one and a half episodes? Yeah, it spanned very far. It was a lot. But it was very dramatic. And his parents were just throwing zingers out there. You can't not show that. Sumit and Jenny are taking a break from their tech convention with their ID cards around her neck. And they went for a lovely picnic on a hammock lawn chair. Thing. It did not look comfortable, but you know what? It's rainproof. Jenny is hoping one more time for her extension of her visa to figure things out. What does she think is going to change? Isn't that the definition of insanity? Yeah, she is insane. Nothing's going to change. He's not going to marry you. He's going to pull a Jesse and give you a promise ring, and then you're going to pretend like it's the notebook and run away all wet and gross. Speaking of Jesse, I couldn't tell if it was real or not, but I did see something online this week where 
apparently he's like a full-blown gigolo now. Like he is, has his own page where you can buy him for the night, for the week, for whatever. I know he has an OnlyFans. Right, but you can also have him come service you. I mean, he's from Amsterdam. His father probably taught him. His stepfather, I mean. Oh, yes, he's from Amsterdam. Is he Amsterdam. going around being the gigolo? Okay. Oh. Sumit brought wine because it's what he sees in romantic movies, even though Jenny does not like wine. Does she know that a little red wine would do a good thing for her heart? She ain't young. Why were they using two cups? Did you notice that? They had like two plastic cups for their drinks? It's just, again, like it's something that you see, you know, when you go to like a fraternity party and you get like a beer and then you drink it and then you get your next one and you stack it and you stack it and you stack it. Like who stacks cups? What type of amateurs are we? Maybe they were playing a little beer pong or like a cricket pong or something and they just needed to stack them. Commitment time. It's a ring. But then it starts pouring. God was crying on them because that's romantic. No, Julia. What it was is... It's like rain on your promise ring day. It's coronavirus and you're stuck in India. But coronavirus is over in India. I don't think so. They had their ID cards from the they, tech convention. I feel like it's so late. No one told them that the ID cards don't work. Of all the things we reference along the way, as far as things that people say on the internet and the jokes that we make, have you ever heard the line that the internet is still undefeated? Do you, have you heard that one before? No. It's a way of saying like, oh my God, this is the best thing you can say. This is the best joke you can make. For this scene in 90 Day Fiance, I saw this on the internet. I will not take credit. But between the fact that there was an actual ring being given to Jenny and it was pouring down rain, do you know who she looked just like? No. The precious. Oh, I can't get the precious on the ring. <laughs> She was Smeagol from Lord of the Rings. Maybe if she was bald and skinny. Julia rewatched the scene. Her, it was raining. Her hair was thinning and stringy. Her eyes also got, like, obsessive. Oh, the precious. Oh, so this is where she gets not so normal, as you were calling her before? No, she just looked not normal. Her biggest thing is the way she looks and the way she sounds, which I'm not going to shame her for that. She's a very normal person. She just likes a younger guy because it's probably the best looking guy she's going to get. Yeah, not the actual Mike Jones. So the Brainiacs decide to go for shelter under a tree in a rainstorm. That's not smart. No, it's not. So Julia, at this point, my DVR cut off during the credits. If there was anything more that happened, you got it. So I was ready to see some tell-all action. But do you know what I got? Nothing. It went straight into the pillow talk. I was so upset. I was like, they're going to address any of the things that happened. So you know what? I went online and I said, where is my tell-all? And there was a post from 90 Day Fiance's Instagram. It's a picture of Sean Robinson, who we all know is the Andy Cohen of TLC. And is fine, if I don't say so myself. She needs to eat some bread. But she had a finger over her mouth, love, lies, and laying it all out on the table. After this season of Hashtag 90 Day Fiance the other way, the couples have a lot to talk about. Stay tuned for a big announcement and more to come. So, And, and then the thing says, the journey isn't over. I hate my life. I don't want to do any more of these people. I mean, I need to know what happens. I, I want to know about the breakups and stuff. That's, that's it. Like, I was very disappointed that I got nothing. Maybe they just have scheduling problems or... Good. I don't know. Good. Because do you know what starts next week, Julia? The OG. 
the OG, original 90 Day Fiance, and I've seen little clips here and there. It looks good. The couples look really interesting. The sugar mama cougar looks fun, and then the young guy who's uh, kind of like a fraternity boy, like he looks kind of like douchey. I think it's going to be a good season. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully it's not 22 episodes, but I hope so. When's Darcy getting her new season? No more, Darcy. Thanks for listening to our episode. This was the finale of 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way. Julia, where can people find more 90 Day Fiancé related content that you do? They can follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where Alan gets to try foods from these countries. He's done most of this season, but we're going to get more with the next season of 90 Day Fiancé. We also have an Instagram, Love Is Out There Podcast. We post a lot of funny stuff that we say, that we make, and we release it. It's definitely worth checking out. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe, hit download. I found love. I found love. We We found found love. love. Bye. Bye.